Welcome, welcome. This is Outlaw Catholic. I'm Oliver Sibley. This podcast is about the lives of young Catholics who are ruthlessly pursuing the freedom and love of God Almighty. In this episode, Dom and I talk about Jesus, talk about Kobe, heaven, and the meaning of Outlaw Catholic. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy. Yeah, so this is this is Outlaw Catholic. I am Oliver Sibley, and this week I'm with my buddy Dom. Dom Gabriel. I guess you could call me Oliver's producer, his uh, his manager. That that works. Yeah. Software engineer. I just have so many hats. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Big hat guy. I pretty much just started rolling with this because of you. Like today was, you know, <laughs> I was kind of procrastinating a little bit. I mean, I was getting stuff done, but not like actually in it. And then whenever you came over earlier, you know, we were just talking, yeah. not another day. Talking talking website, talking social media, talking advertisement. Talking talking bracelets, talking t-shirts. Talking merch. Talking fanny packs. Yeah. Maybe. Sign me up for an outlaw Catholic fanny pack. Dude. You imagine walking around Disney with one of those? Oh, dude. Like, outlaw. With your, your white new balances. Dude, that's like what outlaws look shoes. like. Outlaws look like a, a dad at Disney World with an outlaw Catholic fanny pack. Yeah, dude. Speaking of dads, I mean, like, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post about this, but, like, for Father's Day, me and my buddies that I lived with over the summer, we bought matching dad t-shirts from macy's or something yes and like i had one that said party on america and it is the greatest purchase i've ever i've ever spent and so yeah we just we were just doing dads we all shave mustaches like mm. you know i had like thigh high socks and oh. like jorts were they white were they white oh, socks? for sure oh yeah, yeah. that's good yeah. that's good stuff but yeah dude so this podcast i just wanted to start off this train by having dom kind of interview me because I figured that most every podcast would kind of be me bringing on people, just trying to see what gets them excited, what their Catholic life is like, in just a super nonchalant way, but also prying into just whatever they're passionate about in a way that being Catholic is not always just being quiet in the church and, you know, not disrespecting people but there is a sort of ruthless and real approach to being catholic where we're just trying to live our life and that's what outlaw catholic kind of the pitch is is like just people pushing mess up but keep pushing but yeah so i'm gonna have dom kind of just let it rip ask me whatever you want yeah man so uh first question when the fanny pack's rolling out hmm uh, September 08. <laughs> 2008? Nah, yeah. Oh. That's a joke from the movie The Other Guys. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, is it really? It's like after like the Despop deal. Oh, was like, yeah, was yeah, last, yeah. Or I guess it was before the Despop. It was like, who was the last time you had a Despop? The dude's just sitting there. It's like, September 08. Dude. Very <laughs> great movie. on line. But anyway. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Marky Mark Wahlberg? Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Would you Little call him girl? a uh, an outlaw Catholic? Do you know much about Mark Wahlberg? I I know almost nothing. Almost nothing. I mean, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen his yeah. his sweet sweet films, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's Catholic. Sweet, yeah. I mean, is he, Kobe an outlaw? He's a legend. That's for sure. He's a goat. Yeah. Why do you think they would be like outlaw Catholics? I would say, I mean, like definitely for Kobe. I don't know about Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, but mm. what do you think? Like the, you know, in the infancy of this outlaw Catholic podcast. What's your thought about My this? thought? What do you um, think this is? I'm kind of... Okay, so I was at Mass the other day, um, and the priest gave his homily, and he was talking about just, like, how saints are known for, like, one thing, but did so much more. So the example he used, you know, us being in Steubenville, Ohio, and I was at Franciscan University of Steubenville sponsor us. Um, no cap. No cap. Is that uh, cool still? What? No cap? No cap. Uh, dude, I that? hated that. 
Yeah, but uh, now you know, bring it back. Like bring it back, bring it back. dude. Uh, you, it it was like a thing three months ago. Yeah, you like, gotta like, like, like you know, like give seven, it some time. Like seven years ago, you know, like fanny packs is like oh, like I can't believe we're in a fanny pack. Yeah, but yeah. now it's kind of Supreme has a fanny pack. Sponsor us, but like, <laughs> dude, there's like it's a movement. It's right. coming back. Yeah, it's cooking. Yeah, but anyways, so, uh, yeah, so the priest was talking about. That, like, St. Francis is always depicted as, like, I don't know, like, petting deer and, like, frolicking. And then he brought up this great point that, like, St. Francis had the stigmata. And so yeah. he probably wasn't doing a whole lot of frolicking. And, like, like that's got to hurt, <laughs> you know? And, like, if you step on a stick and it, like, you know, like, goes through, like, the wound in your foot, like, that can't be a pleasant experience. But, yeah, that's, like, what he's known for. But he's not known for, like, or, like, isn't widely known for, like, the incredible outreach the Franciscan Order has had on the world. And then, I mean, like, that brought up the point of, like, you know, St. Nicholas is known for giving gifts on Christmas. But in reality, he was, like, punching heretics in the face and, like... Pretty wild. Things like that. And I don't know. That sounds like a textbook outlaw Catholic. Yeah, St. Nicholas. Yeah. Just, like... Punching dudes in the face. I'm gonna drop that guy. For the sake of, of... God. Yeah. For the sake of Christ. Yeah. You're about to get sacked. You know, you're talking, talking smack about Jesus and you yeah. just get... Gloves off, yeah, maybe. Yeah. People with glass jaws should, should be quiet, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dude. Otherwise, they're going to get a broken glass jaw. Anyways, Dude, I digressed. Nick, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> the best sponsor. Dude. Yeah, that's wild. But yeah, back to... What do you think, like, Colby deal is? Kobe? I mean, he like... I I saw this yeah. thing that I like, uh, I mean another Catholic. savage Catholic, yeah. you know, but no, 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 no. give me give me your like Kobe pitch. My I Kobe like, pitch. I feel like this could be yeah Kobe Bryant. This could be first of all, you know, Black Mamba, you know Mamba mentality. That's what we're talking about. Um, but I think it's really important that uh, Kobe lived like he had an interior life that not a lot of people knew about, and I think that's big in the secular world that. Like, Kobe was this great basketball player. And, like, yeah, he messed up. Um, But at the end of the day, like, the day before he died, he was at Mass. And then someone told me that he had, like, a verse tattooed on his forearm, and that was the reading at Mass, like, the day that he died. Oh, so he was... Yeah. That Mass probably meant a lot to him, then. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, the way to go out on, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's wild. So, but, I mean, like, yeah. Like, you can be great at something that like isn't necessarily catholic you can break that bubble but you can still be like unforgivably catholic like kobe was going to um like you know mass right before he died but also the reason he was in that helicopter was he was going to his daughter's basketball game and then i heard something else that was kind of crazy um that the reason he was flying in a helicopter to his daughter's basketball game wasn't to, like, flex on all the other, you know, like, middle school parents. That's <laughs> yeah. like, the baseball dad type right, mentality yeah, where it's like, like, oh, dang. He, like, like yeah, but like, apparently. Oh, he's actually, like, a better, like, yeah, baseball player. He's got a like basketball player. <laughs> to his it's daughter's like, basketball uh, game. But the reason he did it was... He, like, drove one time to his daughter's basketball game and missed it because of L.A. traffic. And so then he was like, I'm never missing my daughter's basketball game again, so I'm going to fly there, like, in a helicopter. And, like... Driving distance. (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, something I could definitely drive through L.A. traffic in and, like, just maybe leave 15 minutes earlier. Um, But, yeah, so he just flies his helicopter in there. And, like, he hadn't missed a basketball game for his daughter since. And, like... So, yeah, I mean, like, That's cool he's piece. a great, great father. I don't think anyone could say that, like, Kobe Bryant wasn't a great father. Dude, just capitalizing on his money to yeah, I know. not miss another game. <laughs> Signing, like, a multi-million dollar contract with the Lakers. Ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah. Oh, dude. You get a Lakers sponsorship in here? That'd be incredible. Dude, that'd be so sick. You get LeBron on the podcast? Dude, that'd be wild. You get LeBron to come out to Steubenville, Ohio? Dude. Hometown, Akron. He could just He could just fly here. Might as well. Yeah. It's, it's easier. It's faster. Yeah. You wouldn't get here caught in time. Tra- you yeah. wouldn't get caught in traffic. <laughs> Dude, I, I just like, I think it's so easy, just like big picture, to forget about like 
people just in the world who are Catholic, who are just like normal Catholic people. Those dudes like Wahlberg. Yeah. Kevin James. They're not your textbook Catholic looking dude yeah. who's like knees are worn out because of the, or like the kneeler where he is like worn right. out. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like maybe, you know, it's like they're doing their life and like, you know, hopefully I have no idea what their prayer life looks like, but you know, just being in the world, but not of it in a yeah. sense, you know, and that's like massive. Yeah. It's so easy to forget. Yeah. And that's like, dude, that's what I want this piece to be for. And not just talk about other people, but like, who is dumb? Mm. What is dumb doing? And then mm. from there, step <laughs> into like, how can people who stumble across this outlaw podcast realize like there's ways in which like they can step into that sort of freedom, not just playing it safe, but risking it for the biscuit, you know, just like actually living their life mm. and ruthlessly pursuing God. But yeah, yeah, dude, give me some, give me some questions. Give me some sauce. All right. Questions. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw you, you know, a real heater with a lot mm. of mustard on it right now. Did, have you lived like a, like a savage outlaw Catholic today? Yeah, dude. I feel like every day there's like opportunity for it. Yeah. It's like I wake up, you know, just like do my normal routine. But I think like my normal routine, it's so particularly Oliver's. Like it's so mm. mine. Could I have gone to the chapel and like stayed for longer? You know, it's like I could have done more, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like the ways in which I'm pursuing God. It's like they're mine. I experienced that freedom in like my prayer life. And like whenever I'm taking a shower, I'm just like singing like old hymns <laughs> just like getting it like grooving you know like let all mortal tongues Ooh. keep silence oh. yeah, more so like just a closer walk with you just a closer walk like with you just a closer walk with you oh yeah dude amazing grace awful for podcasting right there you just got like uh, three songs laid over each dude, other it's all right yeah they'll, figure, they'll figure it out yeah dude a big <laughs> one recently has been be not afraid. Ooh, that's a good I one. go before you always. It's like that oh. meme where like the kid is like turning up the speaker and he's uh, like, ah, dude, he's that's like, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like the whole like <laughs> rock hand deal, yeah. you know, the two, like the horns or whatever. I've been absolutely cranking Be Not Afraid. And I kind of want to just like record my own version of Be Not Afraid that's just like tilted to the max. Like not mm-hmm. just like a old hymn, like with like your old ladies in robes, just like be not afraid but like really just mm, like from the depths of your Mm. like center just be not afraid i think if you got like before you oh dude it's odd i think if you got like a big group of people put this put this down for the one week plan oh yes you get like I don't know, something simple like 100,000 people and we just, you know, line them up outside of your house and we get them all to sing and then we record it and we put it on the podcast. Dude, on 100,000 100, people it's singing easy. Be Not Afraid. You know, we, yeah. we live in the tri-state area. I don't <laughs> yeah. even know if this is the tri-state area. There's three states near here. It's true. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, Be Not Afraid. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, just like, I think I experienced like the outlaw-ness of my day today mm. in the realm of like... I'm experiencing the freedom that Christ died for in the way that I can belt, be not afraid in the shower, (laughs) just squeal, you know, Mm. and like that sort of like energy, that sort of spirit, you know, if my roommates weren't Catholic or didn't know that I am, you know, they would be like, this dude's so weird, you know, this dude's so (laughs) whack. But I think that's sort of the beauty of what being Catholic is like. Yeah, is you know in the in the realm of Jesus that it's just like doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter. It's like the spirit of freedom. Every day, baby. Every day. Every you know, day. Oh. You know, it's a ruthless <laughs> lifestyle. It's like look at what happened whenever Jesus went back to his hometown to teach. People first were like, ah, so pretty, and then like the teaching was so good, and then what happened after? They tried to, like, what boot him off a cliff, right. and then he slipped through the crowds. 
Literally, <laughs> a little like spooky juice not spooky but like yeah. jesus just like maneuvering through a crowd it's fun like, to think like about like jason like, born yeah dude a little like <laughs> i thought you were gonna say jason derulo and i was just like imagining him like, like just swerving like dancing through just like swipe swipe you know just like like finagling his way but like <laughs> but yeah dude that's like what it that's what it's like being outlaw some people aren't going to like it. Some people are going to turn away. But some people are going to recognize the freedom that you have and be drawn to it. Mm. And in that, that's where that's where an outlaw Catholic like lives. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'll say it. Like, I think one of the most underplayed stories of the Bible was the like multiple attempts of assassination on Jesus. That's crazy. Let it rip, dude. Have you ever like... Oh man, don't even get, don't even get me started. We're All doing right. it. We're started. All right, I mean, here we yeah, are. I mean, yeah, like, we, right. we got like yeah, a half you, hour left on it. this thing. Yeah, <laughs> ain't nothing but a thing. Ain't nothing but a thing. Have you ever like, I mean, like you've been to Europe, right? Have you ever like gotten pushed around in a crowd? Like, yes. and have you oh, ever been rough. able to like fight it? It's like really <laughs> hard to do. Me, <laughs> monster, five three. No, yeah, no. I, yeah, it no doesn't chance. work. It no just chance. doesn't work. Yeah, and then like if you add on top of that, like that group's common goal is to throw you off a cliff like do you like that is a miracle in and of itself mm. like i mean i'm assuming they all had like a hand on jesus and then they lost him that is an How? underplayed miracle and then Dude, they just say he like walked out of the crowd and then he just like went away it's, well i mean especially, it's a it doesn't make sense because before that what made these people so angry is he was the dude who read the scripture in the temple yeah, or like synagogue. Yeah, everyone saw him. Everyone who was there knew that he was the guy. Yeah. What did he do? Did he like throw a little like hoodie on? You know, like what did he like? <laughs> a little rabbi hoodie. Yeah, yeah a little <laughs> little pimp Jesus in a hoodie, like <laughs> sneaking out. Like, dude, like what did he do? Like, yeah, it's so. It's like, oh, he just like snuck out. Yeah. What? There's no like follow up to that either. Dude, Jesus, it's just, just like, like yeah, and then he and then he moved on and um and then this is the next story of how like Jesus really ticked off everybody and they tried to throw him off the cliff again and they're like yeah they just keep moving on. There's no closure in that. Nope. Man, who who wrote that chapter of the Bible? Was it was it Mark? I'm thinking it was Luke. Maybe? Luke. Okay. I just need like like a follow up on that. You know, maybe someday you get to the pearly gates and I can just be like. Hey, Luke, um, you want to just, like, follow up on that one? Like, how did Jesus get out of there? Mm. I don't know. Dude, here's a fun question. Mm. Whenever you die, mm -hmm. and assuming you go to heaven, mm. for the sake of the game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> who is the first person, or, nah, sure. Who's the first person you would seek out, mm. and what would you ask them? Mm. So, without getting too theological here, I mean, no, 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 I, mean no. I think, like, you we don't, know, we don't I, need I probably, doctrine, probably just like, like worship Jesus like... first, you know? Yeah. Mm. Nah, mm. yeah. I'm yeah. with you. Okay. So, after that, um, <laughs> after about, like, an eternity doing that, I think it would be really cool um, to talk to, oh, gosh. I mean, Maximilian Colby. I mean, he's a savage. But, like, I mean, we're also talking, like, we could talk to Mary, like, Peter. Dude, just pick one. Just pick oh, one and so give many. him, like, what's a hefty question okay. you got for someone? Okay. Um, also, remember this, like, yeah. in heaven, this is, okay, this is more theological. Mm. In heaven, you're, like, chilling homeboys with God. Yeah. Everyone is. Mm -hmm. So, you're with God, the infinite wisdom. Yeah. Everyone knows everything. So it's more so like, who do you want to deliver? Whatever your question is. I mean, you already probably know it, so you don't have right. to add, yeah. ask it. This is a fulfillment just of for fun, knowledge. You know? All right. Just imagine you don't know it, but everyone else does. I'd ask Maximilian Colby. Um, if he knew that the friary that he built in either Hiroshima or Nagasaki, if he knew what was going to happen there. Have you heard that story? No. Uh, so. Give it to me. Okay. Maximilian Colby uh, expanding the Militia Immaculata, which is yeah, his newspaper. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. So, and he wanted to start doing um, 
like ministry in Japan. And so I think it, I think it was Nagasaki. Don't quote me on that. Um, okay. So he goes there and he's trying to p- like pick out a spot for his friary. And he they like give him all these options and he's like, no, I want it on like the other side of this mountain. Mm. Like that was like the city was built at yeah, the foot yeah, of the mountain. Yeah. And so he built it on the other side of the mountain. So it's like separated from the city. Oh, dude, they have time I, I for prayer. And then the United States drops an atomic bomb on that city and the friary is untouched because there's a mountain separating. Mm. Yeah. And I would just be like, did you know, like, was that like divine wisdom or was that just like a lucky shot? Dude, he, dude was so holy. Yeah. Probably led by grace, like so easily. Right. It was just not even like a, was it like just a feeling? Yeah. Like I know something bad's gonna happen, or like he have like the 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 foresight of mm, like yeah, or did like he get like a little like text notification that like, was just ding. like <laughs> like ding and yeah. like you know, uh, hey homie, it's God <laughs> launch yeah on the other side. You know, like, I think I think God would text in shorthand. He'd be like, oh, you think? Yeah, instead of like typing out like Y O U, he'd mm. just type like U. Oh wait, they did, they didn't have phones then, so it's probably like a little bit of like. Morse code shoulder tapping. Like, no. Yeah. I don't know Morse code. So if that, if I just said anything, I'm sorry. But yeah. like, um, <laughs> dude, that's wild. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. What would you ask? Oh, who, to whom? Hmm. I love whenever people use whom properly. Did I use it properly? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or more so whenever people use it and it sounds good. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, like, I'm not a big. Yeah. You know, English grammar language, guy. Grammar guy. That's it. That's yeah. the word. I was explaining to my girlfriend the other day. Sorry, this is a huge side tangent, uh, but we're in for it. <laughs> um, I was trying to tell her that I was a grammatical genius. Mm. First of all, she said I said that wrong. So, but the way I described mm. it to her was like, if you like race car drivers and like stunt drivers are like masters of a car, like they can drift on yeah, anything, yeah. right? But if they were to go on the road, like they'd immediately get pulled over because they like if you drifted on a road you get pulled over like yeah. reckless use of a vehicle yeah but we would all say they're masters in their craft and so like if you try to confine me to the english language and like the rules of grammar and all that like like yeah of course i'm going to break some rules but like really I'm if, a master by craft like i'm a master <laughs> yeah and I, I, she didn't Dude, she didn't like that too much i but, love that yeah i'm here for it yeah yeah <laughs> anyways uh dude who'd you who'd you ask in yes i have the question mm. but i don't know who i would want to tell me mm. well Olipop, let's <laughs> mm. you can say it and I'll, I'll give you some advice it's like definitely an oliver thing but i would want to ask someone if god thought or intended for belly buttons to be both funny and cute. <laughs> I, dude, I think belly buttons are like one of the most underrated parts of the body. They're so weird. Dude, like, <laughs> okay, think about this. Uh-huh. All right, first question. Mm-hmm. What does a belly button do? Like, what is, what's the actual, like, piece? It's a lint trap. That is, okay. <laughs> okay, you're not wrong, but <laughs> what's the original? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's, that's, yeah. that's good yeah. up top booyah oh yeah. dude sound effect right there good stuff yeah anyways uh, <laughs> what dude like it's for the uh umbilical cord yeah yeah so think about like it's like a little baby like it's always a reminder that like mm-hmm. at least for me whenever i see a belly button i'm like oh that person was a baby mm-hmm. but then Think about like your shredded bodybuilders mm-hmm. like even these people who are <laughs> like these total like yeah lace like a little whatever like yeah. fabric like the the speedo dude yeah. speedo like like bronze stuff totally yeah like ripped uh-huh. letting it rip you know like doing all the like shoulder pop deal like yeah. chest out like the whole nine like the the absolute yeah. hairless chest and, yeah, like, yeah dude the whole the whole thing yeah. and then take that unit of a human being uh-huh Belly button on him. <laughs> it's like <laughs> compared, he's dude, the same as me. You know, you. you see this just absolutely shredded guy who, if you saw him on the road, you know, uh-huh. like you saw him on the street yeah. walking, you'd be like, "Oh, that dude is terrifying." Yeah, he like he could break me so easily. Yeah, but then 
There's a little belly button. <laughs> it's like he wasn't always that big. Oh, dude. dude I think if you ever get into like, me up. like if you ever have stage fright or anything like mm. that, you know how they say like, imagine you're like the audience in their underpants or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like think like they also have belly buttons, dude, and they also have nose hair, like uh, yeah. yeah, and earwax. Oh, and, like, yeah, we're all people. Yeah, I can talk in front of anyone now. Yeah, honestly. Would you ask Adam and Eve if they had a belly button? I don't think they did. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it checks out. Adam was made out of dirt. Right. Brought into the garden. And then mm. Eve was a rib. So better question is, whenever God made Eve, like, how long was Adam out? <laughs> you know, like, how, like was he in a coma? How did God put him back together? Did he have stitches? Mm. Like, Was he always, like, a little crooked after that because he was yeah, missing a rib? For real. Like, right. what did it look like? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Eve reached for the apple because like his side hurt, you know. Mm, he was hungry. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm hungry," but like all these other trees just snooze. But like, dude, there's so many other ways to ask that question. You know, it's yeah. like, did they have a belly button? It's like, there's so much there. <laughs> you know, just like, mm. Mm. I got one mm. in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah. Did they have earwax? If we're in the perfect world, you know, without a, is earwax a cause of original sin? <laughs> hot take. Are boogers hot take? Boogers are caused by <laughs> by sin. I've never thought about it. Mm. Would your toenails like ever grow out? Is uh-huh. that a cause of original sin? Pondering minds Weird. would like to know. At Father Mike Schmitz, <laughs> sponsor us. I have no idea. Yeah. Really fun to think about. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, but like, I mean, like, why not? I guess we'll find out in heaven. Yeah, yeah. We won't even just find out. Find out, we'll we'll know. We'll know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, there's so much else there. Yeah, dude. I feel I, like I feel like earwax is probably on the bottom of the list, but also we have like yeah. an eternity. So dude, weird piece. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Deep in my soul, I get a little irritated mm. whenever people are like, "My dog died," and like it's sad. Or like not like sad like that doesn't irritate me. It's more so, like the real thing is mm-hmm. like you know because somebody's dog dying like it's sad. It's like yeah. a sad thing. But then, whenever people are like, I can't wait to see you in heaven. Like, uh, oh, I'm like, so excited to see you in like heaven. Fly high, little buddy. Yeah. Like I mean, not because, you know, that dog might not necessarily be in heaven. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the presence of God Almighty. The infinite creator, love itself, why would your first or like your like greatest joy be the fact that your your dog Sprinkles is, is right there with you? I mean, yeah. like, sure, it would add to it, but there's so much else. Right. Dude, yeah. there's like infinite goodness. And like the minuscule amount compared to that that your dog would bring. Like Dude, also it's like if each creature is radiating all of God's glory and mm-hmm. just totally like the best they could ever be in their perfect body and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, there's so much <laughs> love. There's so much overwhelming. Like each moment's better than the last. You're constantly for eternity, like rejoicing mm. in the infinite. Compare that to your love for your dog. You know, it's like, there's such a greater potential yeah. for how you see heaven. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see, can't wait to see my dog in heaven. You probably it's didn't like, really love him when he like took a dump on your carpet or something. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, yeah. I'm sure there might be like regret or whatever, but it's like, <laughs> heaven's going to be great because like me and Sprinkles will be back together. It's like, mm. no. It's, yes, sort of. But like, <laughs> heaven's going to be great because you're not just united to Sprinkles, you're united to all of the saints, all of the angels, and the infinite God. <laughs> Dude, oh, fire me up. Mm. Anyway, dude, ask me some, ask me some like personal questions because we've gotten yeah. into like the, maybe not like personal, personal I mean, whatever, yeah. do whatever you want. But like, all right, what's your fallback plan? Fallback <laughs> as far as like, if heaven doesn't work out, <laughs> no, no, I don't really get an option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, fallback if this, this yeah. podcast doesn't work out, yeah. dude, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. I want to teach high school so bad. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just just get so fired up Mm -hmm. just talking about stuff. Yeah. And whether this podcast turns out to be successful or not, Mm -hmm. I've 
plan on teaching high school. I would love to teach like all dude school, sophomore Ooh. year religion. Right. Cause it's just such like a influential point. Dude. Like whenever kids get cars, whenever oh, kids start driving freedom. cars, the freedom, yeah, freedom. And then what do they do? They're like always away from their family. Yeah. They're always on the run. Yeah. And in that space, who's mentoring them? Fair who's point. feeding them? You know, it's like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. It's like if their family's not doing a great job or like, you know, not, I don't, not even that. Like if their family's not doing a great job, if like that kid isn't respecting his family, whatever, mm. homie has to go to school. Yeah. Sort of, mm-hmm. you know, he could be an outlaw and like, let her, you know, great, whatever. If his soul's being filled, but yeah. like, <laughs> dude, there's such a need for greater yeah, impact, greater teaching or like, handling of a kid's heart whenever they start to step away from their mm. the love of their family yeah oh dude it's so beautiful if that doesn't work out i just found out hmm. that the state of florida will hire you they've hired 50 people to just hunt pythons for real yeah with what with commission no, for no, with, hunting like, a python <laughs> what do you use to hunt a python uh, i don't know I, so my buddy with lucas was telling me your buddy lucas too <laughs> yeah, yeah um that like I was just in they've wedding, hired bro. like yeah they've hired like 50 people and there was like a thousand people that applied and these like so apparently there's a really bad like hurricane or something and it yeah, like yeah. wiped out this like i don't know python rehab center or something mm. and so all these pythons got out um and they like started mating and he got like got really into this mm. <laughs> and he was like they like lay a hundred eggs like God. in a round and then you have a bunch of like baby pythons that are like the size of a worm and so you can't really hunt those but what they'll do is they pay you um like a 200 dollar commission for the first four feet of python that you get and then after that, it's like another $100 for every foot after. What? And so there's like people working full time just slaughtering pythons. That's wild. Um, in Florida. And then you can sell the skins to like someone who does something with python skins. Probably a probably a taxidermist or a shoemaker. I don't, yeah, know. I don't no even know if we had shoemakers a anymore. A cobbler. Yes. yes. <laughs> From Dude. medieval times. <laughs> I love that I knew what that word was. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I didn't know if you did. Anyways, um, and so that guy will buy your snakeskin for 90 bucks. That's crazy. Anyway, so if the high school doesn't work out and like the whole ministry thing, dude. you know, maybe you could just minister to the people of Florida as you're slaughtering their pythons. Dude. Anyways, yeah. a little side tangent. I'm about it. Yeah. That, I think St. Nicholas would have done that. <laughs> that's good stuff. But yeah. All right, let's oh, keep moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, question? sorry. Yeah, side, yeah. Uh, side tangent. Um, kind of tell us about like what you're doing for the next year. Ooh, good stuff. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. Yeah. So for the next year, mm-hmm. I am a student at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. No cap. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I am a student. I'm a grad student trying to get my master's in, not trying, wait, yeah, trying hard. I'm trying hard to get my master's. (laughs) I will get my master's in theology from Franciscan University of Steubenville. And I am pursuing that out of a great desire to better understand, to deepen my faith intellectually. And, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. And then... I'm also doing what is called the grad assistant program at Franciscan University. So I and five others have been picked, chosen, called by the school to be campus ministers. And so each person has a role. There's sort of off-campus ministry. There's athletics which is what your girlfriend does, actually. Yeah. Shout out, Margaret McKee. Yeah. yeah. I love you. Dude. Aw. <laughs> like and yeah. subscribe. Like Margaret. <laughs> um, she's sick, by the way. Yeah, she is. Dude, she's, big fan. She's the best. Oh, she's so nice. Yeah. She's so passionate. She's so approachable. Dude, for real. Yeah. Little shout out. I'll tell you what. 
side tangent on this. Yes. We were at a volleyball game yesterday, mm. and there was this like, I like showed up a little late, and that was my that was my fault, you know, because in that time, there was like this little like five year old boy who had just finished his first day of um, kindergarten, and he had this massive crush on Margaret, and like I had I had just just you know like confront him man to man mano y mano, kind <laughs> of just drop a five year old gloves off, yeah yeah like. <laughs> Defend her honor. Yeah, dude. Defend my honor. For real. Anyways. Respect yourself. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's how I dude fought a five year old. You know what? You wouldn't have been late if you would have used your helicopter to get over there. Shoot. Bring it up full circle. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> Margaret, who's getting hit on by children <laughs> and Dobbs girl. <laughs> um she's running athletics. The off-campus stuff is run by John Ellender, who lives with me. And then we've got Freshman and Dorm Outreach mm. that is run by Adam Boyle, Natalie Garza. Both sick. All these people are so cool. And then... So cool. So, so cool. <laughs> and then Shelby Ellis is running Women's Ministry. And I, Oliver Sibley, am running Men's Ministry. Nice. But another thing that I'm doing is I am... The speaker, one of the speakers who introduces and closes the festivals of praise on Franciscan University's campus. Mm -hmm. So there's like these massive, massive praise and worships and it's Eucharistic adoration. And there's a legit band with, you know, the click track in their ear. They got, you know, the whole (laughs) nine. They're just rolling. Mm -hmm. They sound incredible. And some power that be chose me <laughs> to be the person to introduce the band and introduce christ wow and i'm so pumped yeah it's it's wild it's a crazy opportunity nice and i'm so grateful but yeah so if you want to hear me speak whatever just a little snippet at the beginning of those festivals of praise also known as fops mm Mm, pretty fun <laughs> so if you want to hear me talk at the fops i will be doing that yeah. and i think i think i have the position for the year but definitely for this first semester yeah. um i'm assuming it's gonna stay if i do a good job <laughs> um if you get tossed you know exactly what happened yeah Oy. and uh yeah if i get tossed before um <laughs> before like the first one <laughs> dude if i get tossed soon like i'm just gonna have to like clip this piece out <laughs> just totally just like <laughs> so anyways, just like, uh, it's just like dink, like and then like <laughs> smashes together with like yeah so next question <laughs> but yeah so um i've got a i've got the men's ministry stuff rolling which is awesome and i'm so pumped and i've got like dude, this alpha squad of dudes they're literally like you know, people people say like, oh, like the best core team to have is like eight to twelve, whatever. Mm-hmm. But dude, <laughs> people been talking. People been uh-huh. talking, and they, they talking. They talk. They talk. Dude, they not even. They not. Are they liking and subscribing? To, maybe, <laughs> but like, there's, you know, all this desire for like, you know, more men's ministry stuff, like men's whatever, but people forget Mm. there are incredible dudes all over the place yeah and whenever i started thinking like oh like what are what are the types of dudes that i want on my core team Mm -hmm. you know and just trying to like re-address you know like build a build a culture through my team you know really like create something new and i was like i just want dudes who can teach whether they say it or not how to love. Mm. And so I was like, man, like who are the dudes that I just like feel loved by, you know? And like, who are the dudes like that are around that are just like doing something right. You know, I don't need dudes who are ready to be a spiritual director. You know, I don't need dudes who are like, you know, doing this, that, whatever, like really like proving their faith. I just need dudes who are not afraid to love people. Yeah. And, 
I have a dude, I have a core team right now of 20 people and Ooh. it's like only growing. And so it's going to be really interesting. We might have to figure out like an inner circle kind of deal so we can get like, you know, logistical stuff done. Yeah. But I'm so stoked because yeah. these guys are just so sick. They're just yeah. a mixed bag of dudes who just radiate in different environments. Mm. And I'm so, oh, dude, I'm so inspired by them. Yeah. And it's going to be so cool to see yeah. how this semester plays out. What do you think the most important part of men's ministry is? Is it like just guys being dudes, like hanging out? Or mm. is it like the community of it? Is it like, you know, like bringing each other to the sacraments? Like, hmm. So there's, there's layers, you know, mm-hmm. there's like personal group wise you know community wise world wise yeah (laughs) i think like for me the greatest and most important thing right now for this culture is for men to really see beauty goodness and truth Mm. all of the time yeah i think there's a dramatic lack of unity Mm -hmm. amongst all people yeah i think there's a sort of over hyper analysis of how sinful people are in a non-productive way. Mm-hmm. Like a, it's like, Oh, I did this. And like, Oh, da, 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 you yeah. know? And like, maybe they aren't pursuing confession, mm-hmm. you know? And, but they can't stop thinking about their sin and like in a way that's not actually leading them to holiness, but leading them into a pit of just misery because they're not going to Christ. Yeah. And I think that the most important thing for me, because I can't make someone experience God. <laughs> I can mm. never like, you know, grab somebody's shoulders and shake them and say like, you're going to love God. And they're like, okay. You're like, that's just not going <laughs> to happen. But the most important thing that I can do is they, you know, what I can do is like bring them and like, try to teach them how to open their eyes Mm. and recognize beauty, goodness, and truth. And in doing that, it's like, those aren't just things that God's like. Those are who he is. You Mm. know, it's like he is unable, like he can't be separated from goodness. He is goodness. And in that, like, if I can just be walking with a dude and like, be like, Oh my gosh, look at that. Look at that live Oak tree. Do you know what a live Oak tree is? No. So sick. They're massive. They're all over South Louisiana. They have like these wicked long arms. They're so, so beautiful. Are they in like the swamps? So am I thinking that's like a grove, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of different trees in swamps. There's like Mm. a lot of stuff. It's like a big state. I mean, there's like cypress trees and stuff, but like, um, Cypress trees are like your normal swamp. Yeah, okay. Things. But like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, dude, look at that tree. And he's like, yeah. And if you take a moment, think about that tree. So first, bring someone to a beautiful thing. I can do that. And then encourage them to think about it, ponder it. That stimulates the sort of spiritual life. And then afterwards, recognize that that thing is good and worthy of being acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, there's a growth that comes of learning how to love things that are good. And that, oh, so big. Like, <laughs> how do I learn to love things that are good? Uh, think about things that are good. Yeah. And then, you know, like, if your head's filled, like, that is kind of like goes back into the people who fixate on sin. It's like, if you start thinking about good things, your mind is being occupied by the content of god (laughs) you know it's like god is in and dwells in all things as he holds them in existence and so god is present in those beautiful things and as you think about them encounter them as being good then whenever you realize that that thing is good you're humbled by it which is an encounter with god where you understand who you are in relation to who he is absurd and then from there, especially for dudes, there's a threefold response that's due. 
protect whatever that thing is, protect a beautiful thing, mm. provide for it, you know, and like foster its growth and then create more of it is the duty. It's like as a man, Adam and Eve, right? What does God say to Adam? To till and to keep. So he says, like, I forget what the first word is, but the second word is shamar. Mm. But it's like to till and to keep, to protect and provide. That's like a way to interpret as whenever you look into Mm -hmm. the masculine call. You know, like say you have a family. Mm -hmm. Protect your family. Provide. And like the second part is like provide for your family. Like it's so easy to think like, oh, like if I protect, you know, it's good. Mm -hmm. Or like if I provide, like if I make money for the house, it's good. Those things are good, but there's also a spiritual growth. Yeah. You know, there's like a part of the heart that's necessary in like loving well. But then here's where it gets really spicy Mm. is as creatures, we physically are able to create more goodness. Guh. You know, like with (laughs) any art or music, like music or whatever, or kids, Mm. you know, it's like, oh, kids are a good thing. I'm going to protect and provide for them. You know what? I'm going to make some more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fun process, whatever. But like, there's like an active creating, mm. which like God gives to us. Yeah. Insane. So make some art, write some poetry. Yeah. And like realize that it's a response from being humbled, mm. from knowing and thinking about a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then, cause if you, you know, start writing poetry, but you've never contemplated a beautiful poem or like thought about it or read it, you know, it's like, you're not gonna be able to create something beautiful in that sense. Cause you're not accustomed to noticing the beauty that's present there. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I've ever really said it like that before, but I kind of like it. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Dude. Something I learned from, uh, <laughs> just like, <dumped> all that. <laughs> something I learned from ministry just to kind of, you know, closing thoughts on this one, mm. um, you know, to anyone out there who's like trying to get into ministering and like, I don't know, doing God's work or something like that. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, so like the three things that we learned for relational ministry is first you have to love God and like without loving God, you can't do ministry. Like mm. you need to learn to love God and what that means to the fullest. And then the second thing before you can move on in your ministry, you have to learn to love yourself and you can't like, you can't give what you don't have, you know? So you got to learn to love yourself. And then the last part of ministry is loving others. Um, But yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't start any of that without loving God first. And then you have to learn to love yourself. And, and a lot of times that means forgiving yourself for, you know, transgressions you've had in the past, because God has already forgiven you of those. If you've gone to confession and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like that doesn't matter to him anymore, you know? But, like, as soon as you can forgive yourself and then learn to love yourself, then you can give that love to others. I don't know. Dom thoughts. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. Chew on that for a while. Dude, I love it. Oh, dude, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you have any other uh, little wrap-up questions? Um, How many instruments do you play? I sing... I own a ukulele. I know how to play decent, mm-hmm. and I own a guitar. Okay. And I can, I can get through guitar. I'm yeah. not. I'm trying to figure. I'm like still a little rusty on bar chords. Okay. But we're getting there. Yeah. I just love being able to play the guitar and sing. It's such a fun craft. I actually yeah. learned that. Like, I learned. I didn't have my ukulele back home mm. whenever I was in quarantine. Like the you know. The quarantine that everyone did. Yeah. You know, the pandemic that happened. (laughs) I didn't have my ukulele. And so I saw my dad's guitar and I was like, "Ah, I'm stuck in this house for I don't know how long. (laughs) I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I just every day, probably like a good like five, six hours for like two weeks, just like G, D, C, Mm -hmm. E minor. Yeah. yeah, you know, just like like every praise and worship song through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like almost every song ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like definitely a praise and worship. But dude, I just like went ham. Yeah. And then I came back to school, and first semester I was playing the praise and worships for uh, the AMDG household, mm. which we are both in. Wow. 
Mm. All right, this is my final question. This is something to ponder, maybe. Or you can say your answer. Who was the villain in the Titanic? The boat? Wait. Hmm. Was it the iceberg? Was it the boat? Was it the captain? Was it the navigator? Was it the guy? No, dude, it's the the rich guy. It's the, it's the, it's, um, oh man. It's definitely not the captain or the navigator. They're just. Mm. Was it the guy who put the, the lifeboats on there? Not putting enough on? Yeah, for sure. He's also the dude who said like, speed up, full speed, like, bah. Uh, he was like yeah. the dude who's like, push the engines. Okay. It's obviously him. Final answer. Final answer. The rich guy. Capitalism. Was it the, he's the rich guy, pigs. right? He's the rich guy, right? <laughs> I think so. I, I have think never right seen guy. the movie. You've never seen the movie? I, I just meant like, you know, the historical event, <laughs> like the sinking of the Titanic. Yeah, I'm gonna. If it's a if the historical event, probably like the iceberg. That's just iceberg. Yeah, just water. Yeah, because it could have been like way dark. Honestly, like they should have just sped up global global warming at that point. Yeah, dude. Because like there's probably no icebergs anymore. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's (laughs) so random, dude. I've been Titanic in a while. Um, but yeah, dude. Oh, dude, it's oh, it's so good. Yeah. Dude, I, I love that. <laughs> Celine Dion. Is that who sings that? I think so. Dude, it's yeah. for us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is uh, the first recording for Outlaw Catholic. Mm-hmm. I am Oliver Sibley, and you are? Dom Gabriel, producer, manager, website designer. Friend. Friend. Also the <laughs> <laughs> fighter of children yes. for the sake of his girlfriend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm not afraid. To... I, I will drop a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude do your thing man <laughs> yeah just so everyone knows it was totally made up yeah. and uh did not punch a five-year-old for legal reasons um i do have to say this so it's been great to have you on and thanks for yeah. pushing me to get this thing rolling yeah of course um i love you i love you too yeah this right. is a oh. catholic <laughs> and uh yeah we'll see you next time